Kicker! Week 16, welcome along to another podcast with myself, Tom Deacon, and the one and only Mr. Charlie Hawkins. Charlie, sweet 16, we've hit that mark. Woo! It's our birthday, sweet 16 of Ice the Kicker, ITK. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Um, I would shake your hand, but that would be noisy, and we just want to get down to it and just get into the NFL and talk about it. Um, welcome along to our adventure into the land of the National Football League, uh, is Ooh. what it's all about. Uh, myself and Charlie big NFL fans and we're sure you are too so listen welcome along we'll do all of our usual uh, features that we have in the podcast and um, I'm actually gonna well up mate because it's sweet 16 I can't believe we've actually made it mate we've made it mate every week you don't get emotional on me and you have made it we've done it it's a beautiful thing um so we will kick start with the news to settle us down where would you like to start Charlie because there's been some firing some hirings all sorts and some more money in the NFL Lots more money in the NFL. Don't take that lightly, my friend. There is a big old jump, isn't there, in the old salary cap for next year? Yeah, uh, every, obviously every team has to stick to their salary cap with their team and the roster they have. Uh, and it's really intricate how they manage to make the contracts. You might get paid less this year, but more the following year. And then after that, you get cut. It's a whole world of uh, basically economics junkies uh, and basically excited about that. However, last year, or sorry, currently, it's $177.2 million dollars. Uh, as a salary cap, but that is going to go up to 187 to around 191 million dollars. That's an extra 10 million dollars. What does that mean? I mean, we're not going to talk about it for too long, but but what does that mean in terms of the what can the organisations do? That means players are getting paid. Thank you. <laughs> no, it just means you've got a little bit more money to spend. You know, we keep hearing the NFL is in decline, but it's clearly not because the TV money, the revenue this league makes is uh, astronomical. Uh, astronomical. But yeah, it's just fantastic that the way these teams now can spend it, that it means it gives them a little bit more leverage because these players that are already in, tied into their contracts and now this team has more money. Could they be more aggressive in free agency? They can maybe pre-load um, the players' contracts at the start, give them all the money at the start. So when that that uh, salary cap keeps on climbing, the the majority of these contracts are already paid for, the guarantee yeah. up front part. So, and, and people who have uh, teams who have like a quarterback, like Aaron Rodgers, they're paying big, Matt Ryan, uh, they can obviously have uh, one extra wide receiver who gets a little bit more extra million just to the side, just to keep them sweet and keep them on that roster, can't they? Exactly, and I think Aaron Rodgers is getting six million uh, dollar jump next year on his pay. So if we're getting 10 million more per team, they're still going to be to the good of four million. So... This is how the teams work it out. You'll notice that they want to pay them uh, later on towards the contract for two reasons. One, they know the salary cap's going up, so they're going to yeah. be okay. And two, if it doesn't work out and they and they cut them, they haven't given them that part of the money yet. So it's smart move. Backloading uh, the contracts. Uh, not necessarily a smart move, but could have been a smart move. Brandon Marshall been released uh, from the Saints. Um, Des Bryant went across to the to the New Orleans Saints. That didn't work out because he got an injury. And then Brandon Marshall got pulled up, uh, like called up to basically. Uh, play for them potentially the wide receiver that hasn't worked out for him um, is that because Drew Brees can't throw the ball anymore it would have seen <laughs> it would appear well he hasn't seen many snaps he couldn't really get on the field but they obviously felt the need for having a wide receiver you know Des Bryant and that uh, Brandon Marshall but obviously they're going with what they've got so it's working from you know they haven't looked great the last three weeks but all that matters is still getting that W and they did they did indeed uh, as they beat the Panthers um, great result they're a low-scoring one. Um, also, what I want to talk about is a man who won't be getting paid uh, next year, potentially unless he's paid off, is uh, Joe Flacco. The Baltimore Ravens have said, announced, that he is not going to be their starting quarterback. They're going to give that to the main man, Mr. Jackson. 
Yeah, Flacco is out. I mean, we've kind of sensed this was coming. It's inevitable. Uh, you know, Flacco's, uh, some would say his play's declining. You know, father time's becoming an issue. He's getting that little bit older. They're going with the young guy, the the young buck that they drafted in, Lamar Jackson. But A versatile not... one as well. Exactly. Got much more mobility than uh, Flacco has. You know, he, he opens that game up for him. But is he as good a passer as Flacco? Has he got the arm? But just to say, Flacco did win a Super Bowl with the yeah, Ravens, I, I 2012. It. So, what I like, the Ravens have come out and said we are we are giving this team to Lamar Jackson, but we're going to treat Flacco with class. We're going we're open to trading him to a team of his choice because mm. he's still in contract for next year, and uh, it's going to be almost Flacco's decision. It's like we want him to go. We're treating him with class and dignity, and the gentleman he is, because they remember uh, history will serve him well because he he won that team a Super Bowl and. And I think there's a market for Flacco, you know. Really? He's been there, he's won. He's a winning quarterback. He actually looked better this year. He's quite injury-plagued. But, you know, mm. this is the most important position in sports. You, ne- you, you never know. You're an injury away. We look at the Washington Redskins. You never know. Are they going to be in the market? The Jags, they've got the defense. Are they going to be in the market with Blake Balls? He's going to have a market. He's, a, he's more than a serviceable quarterback. And you would put him, let's say, I don't know, what, top 20? I mean, that might even be doing him a disservice on, on his prime. So, uh, listen, there's always uh, a market for quarterbacks and a Super Bowl winning one. I'm sure he's going to have one. I like the idea you've just pitched it. Because my next question was going to be, who do you reckon he could go to? I like the Jags. I mean, they've really struggled. Uh, They only have one touchdown in the last three games, the Jacksonville Jags. Uh, After firing Hackett and Bortles out of the lineup, they've really struggled. That could work for them. You know, it it could work. They've got a good defense, supposedly. They are, uh, as we know, in the AFC South, four wins, 10 losses. Um, That could work out for him. And the Redskins, we don't know when we hope that Alex Smith comes back. I I like those two suggestions of you, Charlie. Thank you. I like those greatly. (laughs) I know, I really like those. Woo! And also, just because we we talk about the salary cap, even though it's going up, he's actually on a very low number for next year, where quarterbacks are concerned, at around 19 million. So that's very doable, and it's not top, top top-tier money. So you know what you're getting with Flacco. And if you just need a team to ride it out, almost like what kind of a Nick Foles has done with the Eagles, Flacco could very well be... one of the, the better options around this summer. Okay, we will be talking about that Eagles-Rams game uh, in just a moment. That was from week 15. Um, other news that's come in. Charlie, you've already booked your flight, uh, apparently, for 2020. I don't know if that's even possible. You, you came to me. You were so excited. You were so pumped for it. You said, guess where I'm going in 2020? Well, Charlie, tell our listeners, where are you going in 2020? 2020, the NFL has a rich history of uh, the draft. It was always held in New York, Radio City. Then it was like, no, there's a market here. Let's take it around. We've seen it in Philadelphia. We've seen it in Dallas. Next year, it's going to Nashville, Tennessee. The year after that, my friends. Where? 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 Viva Las Vegas. Bah, you're Boom. Going. You're I going. am there. Clubs, gambling, NFL. Get me on the plane. Mixing it with the fans. I will be there. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, indeed, you may hopefully be there. That'll be very exciting. Obviously. How cool will that be? It's going to be what? They, they, you know, from the Raiders. It's all about the Raiders. Oh. and they're, they're building up for that and they're making it feel like an NFL place then, aren't they? Because if you have the draft there, people get excited. They, the, the casinos. The new the, teams there. You know, so much appetite for it. There. But it's quite funny. The NFL have always been adverse to Vegas. You know, it was, gambling was uh, 
banned, it was not allowed, and uh, it was really like, oh, we can't be seen to be doing this, it's controversial, the plays and teams. Now, not only have they got a team to Vegas, the draft's being held out there, so it's all in on Vegas, see what I did there. Yeah, yeah, so, and, and, um, and it's a real gamble whether those players will get picked or not. Oh, oh there's oh. a lot of a lot more puns we could make, but we won't. We'll but that, save that, them. We could save him. Um, I'd be well up for that. We won't. I, we won't double down on him just yet. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. I see. I like it. No, honestly, we are professional pods, so let's move on. Yeah. Um, and let's spin the roulette wheel because we will be moving on to the next news story. Um, however, that would be amazing for Ice to Kick if we were to go to go out there. However, the NFL have uh, announced big news: uh, five home games uh, away from America next year. One in Mexico, four in the UK, uh, in good old London. We've got five uh, games. Happening happening we don't know wh- how it's going to land in terms of those five home teams um which are of course uh, as it stands charlie you will have the jacksonville jaguars uh, the la chargers uh, the tampa bay buccaneers and the oakland raiders potentially still oakland and uh, the la rams all the home teams those are guaranteed but we don't know where they're going to be yet no we don't we just know they they will be the corresponding home team in those uh fixtures but good five teams really excited about them but it all really matters now when we find out who the opposition are and those those uh games get a lot more juicy after they do indeed um but there's some great games last year and um, we're, we're uk based uh podcast and um uh, I didn't actually go to any of the games this year. That's just just putting it out there. Didn't go to any of the games. However, you went to one of them. Great two-point conversion right to the end, which didn't happen for Tennessee Titans. There is a big talking point of a two-point conversion this week, uh, and that is, of course, uh, the game between the LA Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs, which we will talk about in just one moment. Before that, there's still a lot to get through uh, to talk about in our news, uh, Charlie, because um, obviously those five games, we'll obviously update our um, list whenever that happened but it's going to be the talk of the town though because it's quite exciting and it didn't happen in Mexico this year did it yeah exactly it's just real real buzz you know we, we went from one game over here we've said it loads now to get four games two at the new stadium next year Tottenham as well it's just a really exciting a really exciting time and we're getting you know every team that we get is great but some of these ties that could possibly happen you know the Chargers are having a great year the Rams are having a great year and the great thing about the NFL next year the other teams might be having a great year Harry evens yeah. itself out with just some real good games and uh, hopefully we'll get to a few I looking at that though I don't see the Jags going to Mexico I don't see the Rams going to Mexico uh, could be the Chargers. Do you reckon maybe the Chargers? Well, the Chargers played here last year and the Rams were meant to go to Mexico, so it possibly could stay Rams again. But, I mean, no, in the no, NFL, we're you can't. We're speculating. Yeah, you we're can't. Speculating. We don't do that in the news section, but I tell you what, that is the first no, quarter. No, because it's news, it's facts. Thank you. First quarter is done and dusted in this adventure. It's quick, we ran the ball. Yeah, we, 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 we did run the ball and we're keeping that clock ticking. Um, we move on to uh, quarter two. Uh, I've got some good plays here because, Charlie, we always talk about our Twitter. We always put up a poll on Ice the Kicker Pod. That's our Twitter. Uh, Charlie mans that Twitter like you wouldn't believe. Um, you're, you're, sort of, you're, you're the sheriff of, of our Twitter, aren't you? Yep. Yep. And uh, basically, uh, he put out this uh, fantastic little uh, poll this week, which is which team will be the first to break five-game losing streak and get back to winning ways? Your three options were the Falcons, the Panthers, or the Bengals. They were all lost uh, five in a row. Um, 43% of you said the Atlanta Falcons would get that win. So give yourselves a round of applause. You, uh, you nailed that. They did indeed. The lowest percentage was the Bengals, and they did win uh, as well. So it's only the Panthers that still continue to suck at the moment. Six defeats. That's that's um, unheard of because they were rolling. They were six and two at one point. It's, it's, it's quite incredible how it can turn around. So it's really for them, their season's just, just 
Well, well, interesting. Uh, Ron Rivera uh, was had uh, had a T-shirt on that said, uh, "There's a, I think it was a five capitulated was the work that I was looking for." Yeah, oh, massively great what you said. Uh, he had a situation where he had his T-shirt on uh, that essentially said that he had about five percent chance, or maybe even six percent chance, and now it's down to one percent chance that they'll oh. make the playoffs. So he's going to have to buy a new T-shirt. One's better than none, exactly. Uh, which is where my team's at. Anyway, listen, Charlie. Uh, here is your quiz question. Are you ready for the quiz? Dum, dum, dum. Okay. Wide receiver <clears throat> question for you this week. Now, he leads the NFL at the moment currently with 1,511 yards. He's become the fifth player with three career seasons with over 1,500 yards in that season. He joins the likes of Antonio Brown. Who is that receiver? <laughs> Julio Jones? Oh, nailed it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, I, I just want everyone to know, so he genuinely doesn't know what the question's going to be. Boom! But he loves a little, you love a quiz question. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Mate, Julio I Jones. get nervous about this more than the games. I have to keep this up. <laughs> you do indeed. You smashed last week's as well. Julio Jones for the, for the uh, uh, Falcons uh, rolling. Uh, rolling. Didn't, get a, didn't get a touchdown for such a long time, but that is... That, that When you're talking about the draft, as we did earlier, about the 2020 draft in, in Las Vegas, if you're going to drive a, a, a draft a wide receiver, you really want the top dog that's going to last you for years and years. And Julio Jones has been that for the Falcons. It's a shame that... And, and I, I think that... I believe they drafted up for him. They, and that's they what did, happens. Yeah. yeah. So when you, when, you, uh, when you know that there's that guy, that franchise guy, he's a 10 to 15 year guy, as they put it in the NFL, then that's why these teams make those moves indeed um before we move on i just want your question off off, off the back of this nfc south obviously the saints there 12 uh, wins two losses and then you've got the panthers who had such a, a a ferocious start they were 6 and 2 at one point now they're now 6 and 8 the falcons have like they've been why have they been bad this year uh, it, 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 is it because they've lost their their running back devonte freeman they, they have had a, a terrible amount of injuries and it was something that I thought about a lot this weekend, not just the Falcons, but I looked at teams and, you know, f- even though you have that 53-man squad, when you lose a, f- a few players and in key positions, they're all key, but in certain positions where it's hard to get that depth and the, the, the stars go, you know, then it is hard to compete in this league because I would say, compared to other sports and other divisions, from f- there is no such thing as like, well, though the, the team that's normally first to last, there's a big gulf. And mm. there isn't in the NFL. There's quite an even keel of teams. To the team that wins a Super Bowl and to the team that gets first pick, you know, we've seen on any given Sunday these teams that can happen. So when you do lose those players, you can turn into that playoff contending team to a four or five win team. Yeah. And I, and I just think, you know, a few teams have had that this year and the Falcons have been one of them. And they are maybe still suffering with the likes of... Um, that Super Bowl hangover or well, they moved the, the, to the new stadium. Yeah. There's a lot of things happening over at uh, Atlanta at the minute, but I expect better of them. Like, and I mean, yeah. as a neutral, I look at them and I, I remember like NFC games uh, against Niners that I've been watching intently. And you, you watch that, the Falcons, and you just think they're strong. They're really strong, but they haven't managed to click. Super Bowl, they just sort of crash in on a, in a downward because they were so close to beating the Patriots in that Super Bowl. Well, massively. And, you know, for the first time, uh, Green Bay 
haven't made the playoffs and the Falcons haven't made the playoffs. And the last time both of those teams, yeah. at least one of those, didn't make the playoffs, uh, Brett Favre and Michael Vick were playing at quarterback for the Packers and the Falcons. So that tells you everything. Wow. Just a down year for, for, for both those franchises. They should bounce back. And when they've got that weapon in, in Devontae Freeman, I think they were expecting big things from him. Um, but yeah, Julio Jones, uh, quiz question this week. Uh, one answer to you, Charlie, and uh, anybody else who got that as well. But um, yeah, firing on all cylinders there. But it, it, it just feels like it's disappointing when you see a, a, a franchise team uh, that, that have these weapons and you're like, they're incredible, but yet they still can't get over the line. One of the other wide receivers I know is Mike Evans this year, 1,325 yards, I believe, uh, if I can read my scroll of a handwriting, 74 receptions. He's been like amazing. He's been a rock for that Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you just, just, is it going to be Fitz Magic? Is it going to be Jameis Winston? It seems like the other pieces around him let him down because he could be a Hall of Famer, like with those sorts of numbers that he puts up. Massively. He's, on, he's only been in the league, I think it's four or five years. This might be his fifth year. And already he's the Bucks leading receiver in either yards or receptions in franchise history. St uh, star wide out. Yeah, incredible. And and that w if you want to re, because uh, Cutter is like being tipped to be, are we going to push him out the door? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are saying, are we going to keep him? There's pros and cons to that. However, he's a, he's a, he's a, what they call like a blue chip player, like it, Mike Evans, that, that it, they could trade build him. around him. They could build around oh, him. Or, no, no, him. Build no, around him. I know you could build around picks. him. But you could build, if you want to rebuild again, and we've talked a lot. You, on rebuild with him. He's young enough. Don't, that, that's what the, the Raiders done. You don't trade away your best players in Khalil Mack. He's, these, these, these elite ones that you're saying, these blue chip players, they don't come around often. No. So keep him there. Well, and you they haven't even got, you're saying, potentially the quarterback position in place. Don't go and lose the wide, wide receiver in place. Because if you lose a wide receiver, it's another position you need to make. See, this they is the talking it. point. I wanted Charlie, and I love it. Uh, so, okay, you're saying for that, uh, Khalil Mack is obviously now at the Bears, and they are flying high in the NFC North. Ten wins, uh, four losses. Uh, we will talk about that game in just a moment as well, when they took on the Green Bay Packers. Right, Charlie, uh, big moment. I want to talk about those games, uh, starting with if it's okay with you, uh, the Chargers versus the Chiefs. This is a huge, huge game uh, that happened in the AFC West. Um, Kansas City Chiefs were looking pretty, 11-2. and And LA Chargers were 10-2, and 10-3, sorry, behind. And wow of all wows, uh, the Chargers went to the arrowhead and got that win with that two-point conversion right at the death of the game. Massive, yeah. You know, Chiefs pretty much dominated the game, were leading the whole game. There was two touchdowns up. Chargers pulled it back. Then they went back two touchdowns up. And it wasn't until that last minute. And the Chargers have won the game. And like you even showed me the win probability of this game was like Chiefs, 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 Chargers win. It was incredible. And the Chargers have a really bad record against the Chiefs. I think they've lost the last... It's a ridiculous thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's eight or something. I mean, I'm sure someone correct me, but, you know, they've, they've had a really bad time going up against division rivals. And uh, this was a huge win in this division because... We haven't, we've spoke about Chiefs and we know their offensive magic, but now the teams have the same record. They're fighting for this, for this, the AFC West title, but the Chiefs are still in the first seed in the playoff race. It's quite incredible, but you know, is there, is there some small problems with the Chiefs? We talk about this defense, but it's funny because before uh, the stuff with Kareem Hunt that we spoke about a few weeks ago in the pod, the Chiefs were averaging 37 points a game yeah. since the Hunt uh, suspension and the the releasing of him, they now average 27 points a game, so they can't drop off. It's only been a few games, yeah. but yeah. So it, so you can see how it does affect. It's another option for him, but Philip Rivers, I mean, he's firmly in the MVP conversation. He is indeed, and, he, and yet he normally 
protects that football when he's throwing it. Um, but he's had a few interceptions recently. Uh, their loss against the Broncos, he didn't play that well. A few interceptions. This game, two interceptions, two touchdowns, does enough. And they, they get through. And the fact they didn't have your main man, Melvin Gordon. They didn't have Eckler. They didn't have these 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 go-to players that they have. But they, they still the, got the, the job big done. weapons that they normally use. Yeah. And that's what we want from a team. When you are pushing on, it's about how you can still manage to get the W. When things are going against you, all these different factors, playing against a, an opposition rival, playing in a, on a road game in a tough stadium, key players down and you go and get the W. That's what I want to see, the sort of resolute uh, action Tenacity from today. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, the Chargers, they've, they've now clinched their playoff berth. Both of those could win the AFC West. And it's the first two times that, uh, it's the first time that two teams, both from LA, uh, go to the playoffs, the LA Chargers and the LA Rams, since 1985. Now both are LA residents. So, wow. That's pretty cool. And also, but what I loved, we spoke about last and week. Go on. Joey Bosa's back. Now, that was something we did talk about. And we said, like, you're just coming. I think what you're getting to is, is the fact you're just heating up as teams. Peaking at the right, at the right time. time. Exactly. And, and you, you just told me then that they're losing key players, but they're getting a few key players back, you know. Now that the playoffs are clinched, maybe maybe rest. save Gordon till the playoffs. You're, you're through, but they want that seeding position, obviously. But, you know, um, Hunter Henry... He, he uh, who's been on injured reserve all year, mm. it was a massive loss at the start of the season. They really liked him in, in preseason and last year, the new tight end. That's why they let Antonio Gates go, who's a Chargers folklore legend. But they've just activated Hunter Henry. So he, he, he's been training the last few weeks. He's just been activated off uh, injured reserve. Could he, could he be a, a force yeah. in the playoffs? He's fresh. And, and, he, and he's an unknown quantity in terms of no one's played against him yet in the NFL. So if he was to step on that field, people don't know how to mark him. It seems to me like, and I found out fantasy, as I'm sure some of you did as well this week, like the guys like Zach Ertz, everyone's had enough tape uh, up until week 15 to, to evaluate, see what they're doing, what runs they're going to make. And then you can start counteracting that. There's enough footage now is basically what I'm saying. And then their, their numbers drop off. Look at Michael Thomas at the Saints. He was flying at, at the beginning mm. of the season and then dropped off because people begin to work them out. That, as you're saying, this new tight end comes in um, and they're able to say, hey, this guy Hunter, we, we don't know much about him. Yeah, well, they can't go off last year's tape when he had a good year because he's probably new plays. But it doesn't matter if they, they've got the film on him or not because if he's on the field, it's like you told me the other week. It's like when the, the Saints signed Des Bryant. If he's on the field... They're going to have to watch him. And then if they're watching him, they're letting go of Keenan Allen. They're letting go of Williams. Gordon's free. It's just that other option that they have to worry about for an offense that's already good. And we spoke last week, you know, we love games. And it's always in the NFL. Games go to the wire. The Miami miracle we spoke about. But the Chargers are the first team, you'll like this, Tom, yeah. since 2016, since the 2016 49ers to convert a two-point attempt when down by one point in the final minute of regulation. And this has only happened five times in the last 15 years. Wow. 49s were the last team to do it. And, I lo and I, I'll be surprised. I, I, was, I watched this game and I thought, all right, they got the touchdown. He was wide open. And I thought they'll just go for the, uh, the extra point, go for overtime. The Chargers, aggressive call, went for the two points. And it's really easy to say, now, brilliant, they won the game. But I'll always say what I would have said. I was shocked that they went for it. Yeah, because, you know, just, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Let's not, let's not push. They didn't want to give that ball to Mahomes, did they, in overtime? Uh, and obviously the Chargers know all too well when they were playing the Titans at Wembley uh, this year. Um, and the Titans could have won it. And uh, 
they didn't because they went for it on the two point. Is it better to shore it up? Or but actually, if you if you feel if you feel it and the team's vibing and they're they're on a good place, then you just go for it because you you, you trust each other and you back yourselves massively. And just quickly, just to talk about the Chiefs in this game, you spoke of returning players. They have got their star back at safety and defence. Eric Berry's back. We'll take a couple of games to warm up, but. Chiefs have already also clinched their playoff spot. So he's another good person for them, especially in that leaky defence, to get back. Okay, so um, we will be talking about the Week 16 games towards the end of the podcast. So stay with us. Uh, listen out for that. However, while we're here, uh, the Chiefs are taking on the Seahawks at the Seahawks. Seahawks lost to the Niners. Uh, huge. You talk about records of, of teams beating someone. That they, that they're, they're bogey team. They haven't beaten for a long time. That was the Niners against the Seahawks. However, Seahawks need to get that win against the Chiefs who are coming uh, to Seattle to clinch their playoff spot. Do you think that the Chiefs will start resting a few players now or or not because they want to make sure they get that first seed or, or, or making sure they get home advantage? No, I think it's full steam ahead. You never, ever want to re- re- relinquish that first seed. A, because you, you, get a, you get a week off, you get the bye, get the players healthier. And secondly, you play at home the whole way through up until the Super Bowl. So there will be no resting of players. But it's funny that you mentioned and this uh, the, the losing streak of the mm. 49ers to the Seahawks because this was a big week for busting losing streaks. Uh, the Steelers had lost five consecutively to the Pats. They, they won. The Niners, 10 to the Seahawks. They won. Uh, the Browns, 11 to Denver, and they won. Um, the Bears had lost the last eight to the Packers, and the Bears won. So big week for busting those losing streaks. I love me some busting some losing streaks. Boom! Thank you, Charlie. Busted. Uh, I'm loving the stats today, I've got to say. Stats, you, stats are plenty. Um, okay, so Charlie, um, yes. I don't want to burst your bubble, but I want to talk Bust about the, I want to talk about those Packers. Uh, they rolled into uh, Bears Town um, with some traps. Uh, those traps weren't big enough for those Bears. Um, those Bears, no, I wouldn't say they ran over them, but uh, they definitely made their mark on Green Bay, and they'll be going back uh, to their hometown with their tails between their legs. What's 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 gone wrong in that game for the Green Bay Packers? Or focus on the fact what is going right for the Bears right now. Uh, I'm a big believer, credit where it's due, and I think it's both those things. We, we've, th- f- firstly, con- congratulations to the Bears. They've been phenomenal this year. Offense, de- that defense, I mean, I, I, I could watch it all, all day. Monsters in the midway, it's superb. It's from all angles, though, I love it. And um, they've clinched the NFC North. They're in the playoffs for the first time since 2010, and I've got to be honest, I wouldn't want to face them. And no. their, their first... Uh, Playoff game will be at home because they've won a division and uh, watch out for those Bears. But Green Bay, it's just been, it's been a really poor two years. And it's funny because Rodgers went down last year and everyone's like, oh, we didn't have Rodgers, you know, so uh, seven and nine, you know, that's why, that's why. And a few little cracks were there and then Rodgers has played every game this year. And I think we're just seeing how bad a state the roster is in. We have, we're weak. Uh, in a lot of places. We're going to need a big free agency end draft and maybe a few windows. So it's almost like a a soft rebuild, a soft reboot, because, you know, we have got some key pieces and some in some um, some key positions, but there is a lot to be done. And it just shown it up. And, and, you know, the Bears won it because ultimately the best team or the better team wins normally. Mm. And they were. And and. We weren't even in the running, you know. I'm not going to go the Bears one because we were bad. We are bad, and that's that's why they're good. We're bad, and they and they won. It's it's that simple. Simple. Yeah. It's it, there's no like oh, but we didn't have this. No, 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 no. They're a very good football team. We're very poor this year, and uh, we've I think we've lost something at the, like the last 31 games. We've lost 17, 
And uh, it's been a long two seasons, but uh, I can't wait till September and over eight months to go see us play competitive football again. <laughs> so uh, that means something anyway, because obviously we play this week, but uh, it just says it all. Sorry, Tom. GB 0-7 on the road this year. We've not won a road game. We have one road game left to the Jets. And uh, if we don't win that, the last time we didn't win a road game, do you know the year? Go on, have a guess. The last time GB didn't win one road game. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Um, 2000 and 2. 1958. Wow. So the Jets stand in the way of some Green Bay Packers history here. We have to beat the Jets at the MetLife this week. I'll tell you what, the Jets are looking good with uh, Donald. I said it before, you know, he's, he's not he's not my cup of tea, but he, he's protecting that football a little bit better, even though they still lost. And they have a, ver- they have a very good defence, the Jets. They v- do. Very good maybe overdoing it, but I like them. I really like the Jets. You were talking about cracks earlier. It's like when you um, go and purchase a house or you're looking at a property and you get a survey done and it's really it's the cheapest surveys you, you can. And they go, yeah, there's some cracks. But when you look deeper, when you actually when you've purchased it and you're there, that's, there's some cavities there. There's some real bad yeah. cavities. They're not just fillings. There's some wisdom teeth. I, kn- I know all about it. I know all about that situation. But I'm sure uh, you guys listening with your team, there are moments that you have to go through. It's, it's kind of to be re- the rebirth is going to happen. When you get that head coach and all exactly, so let's just and be exciting and positive. Exactly, and actually, look at the Bears. They're, they're seen as the NFC North's most stable franchise organization. Everything's on point at the moment. But hey, you know, um, Rome wasn't built in a day, and and could this be a bit of a flash in the pan for the Bears? You'd think possibly not, uh, but we will find out. But they will be playing the 49ers at the Levi Stadium um, this coming Sunday. So, yes, we will see. And uh, stay tuned for my boom or bust because that game is mentioned. Oh, interesting. And can I just say, those Bears, they are looking good. We talk about earlier players being signed, blue chip players, you said. Mac, 12.5 sack, sacks. The Raiders, 11 sacks. One player has got more than that team alone. And the Bears are the... Uh, for the 15th time in 16 years, Tom, the mm. Bears have gone worst to first. They uh, were last in the NFC North last year, and now they've won a division. And I remember the Eagles done that the year before. They were worst, and then they went and won the Super Bowl. So Return of the Mac. Uh, that is a beautiful stat. Um, Thank you. Talking to those Eagles, Charlie, would you like to talk about them? Because oh, they got let's start them off. a bit of an upset uh, when they beat the Rams in L.A., uh, 30 to 23. Um, and that is, bearing in mind, Carson Wentz uh, benched for that game because of injuries. Uh, his back, I believe, which has been an ongoing problem. Uh, so the main man, uh, the Super Bowl winning quarterback, uh, Foles, comes to the fold and produces uh, no touchdowns, but just managed to get that team to, to click when they needed to. And they beat the Rams. Come on, the Rams, who we tipped as being potentially Super Bowl winners. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one to start with, the, the Wentz and Foles stuff, because this, for me, I mean, I'm really going to read behind, like, in between the lines, behind the lines here, but this, for me, says that Wentz has not been f- really fit 100% all year. We, we spoke a few weeks ago about, you know, the rushing. He rushed for near 30 downs. This time, first downs, he's only done it for eight. And I don't know if they've... They've brought him back too quick. Andrew Luck had a whole year off and has only come back this season. And it was a massive, massive injury. And, you know, they obviously felt he was ready. I'm not saying that they was rushed, but he's now uh, not playing due to this back injury. So completely a different injury. So maybe I'm completely wrong here. I don't, think, I don't think you are because I think in injuries, if anyone uh, knows about sports that, for example, I, I always remember that analogy of Johnny Wilkinson played uh, rugby for England. 
one injury led on to another one because it's a knock-on effect because you compensate for one injury, it affects the body in another way. So actually, until you get everything sorted, which appears to be like Andrew Luck, you'll just keep getting injuries. And that seems to be happening for Carson Wentz. Yeah, massively. And what came out about this this back injury is that there, there's some rumours, and I, I don't know because, again, speculate, but that the Eagles medical staff knew about this injury and Carson didn't know about this injury and that he was being kept out there and he was playing and it caused some massive internal discord and disagreement. So uh, and now he's not played and then Nick Foles comes in and gets the win. You could go, look, you know, Wentz would have got that win. You know, the Rams have sort of declined a little. It's two yeah, losses on the spin. So maybe we, we're just overreacting to that. But I don't know because the Eagles squad, they can do it. I mean... They this this team won the Super Bowl, so Foles was coming again. But it, I don't know if Wentz. I uh, for me, I would shut him down the rest of the year. But yep. if, if <laughs> it's like a computer, shut him down, mate. Yeah, pop him back in the box. L- just look after him. Well, he he's he's the face of the franchise. He's 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 the future. You know, let's let's not play him on, and then he's he's bad for next year. You know, shut him down now and and go with Foles because you can get the wins with Foles, but this win kind of puts them back in that playoff I race. Know. Are they going to go back to Wentz? So it's very interesting. Um, They've got the Texans coming to um, the Eagles, and uh, that is going to be a massive game. But like you say, Foles still, they've got the win, so just stick with him because if the future is Wentz, just rest him up. Look how good Andrew Luck has been because he's had that time to recuperate. Mm. Um, but then you don't want to look like to the fans who, who paid a good money. You, you don't want to look like you're, fo- you're throwing in the towel, which you can't. With that because well, they're actually, not because they they got they I, used. I Foles agree with you, it, but, yeah. because Foles is actually th- with Jeffrey that synergy they had at Super Bowl time, 160 yards uh, in that game against the Rams. So so he knows that every quarterback it would appear to me has their favorite uh, weapon that they like to go to, and um, that that connection has happened again for Jeffrey because he was there or thereabouts all season. But well, I good. think that was more the Rams are des- like, uh, you know, attacking their um, secondary. I think Peters has been a big uh, source of a team going at him, you know, mm. and I don't know if you saw a fan heckled Peters for when Peters was on the bench and was filming it. Peters went into the crowd and, and, and called no. the fan out. Yeah, he said, what are you saying? And the fan didn't say, he's like, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. He's nothing. <laughs> like, like, you can't really be having that from your own players going against a team. So, but more worrying, sorry, what I meant to say was the Eagles secondary, des, uh, oh, secondary decimate. decimate. Yeah, and, and, and Goff and the Rams just can't get it off. And Goff's been fairly disappointing over the last three games. And, you know, maybe did the Rams peak too early? And just as we get to the playoffs um could they it all be unfolding again just like they did last year in the playoffs and Gurley's injured yeah Gurley's maybe they peaked too soon but maybe they've won the playoffs they took the foot off the gas and that's a very hard thing to do you take the foot off the gas it's very hard to put it back on it's very hard to find that rhythm again uh green bay had it they were they were they had one game i think oh what was the quarterback's name he ended up going to the seattle seahawks um this is a few years ago but basically they rested aaron Rodgers and some of the weapons and went hey guys take a week off we, we've clinched it and in the playoff game boom out of it out of the competition they got knocked out um I'm going to Google it, but the quarterback, they traded to the Seahawks and then Russell Wilson was going to be his, um, uh, they drafted him and and he was going to learn off this certain quarterback. Didn't go that way. Russell Wilson started. Interesting enough, but the the point I'm making is if you rest the team, they haven't got momentum. 
and then they come into a, a situation and they're not ready to go. They they kind of have they're warming up again. You haven't got any time for that. So better to play your guys uh, all the way through. Oh, massively. And that and you know the, the NFC East now is alive. The Redskins win this weekend. The Eagles win this weekend. And the Cowboys uh, get shut out. So just as we was like, ah, oh, with the Redskins injuries and the Eagles injuries and not really clicking this year's Super Bowl hangover, oh, the Cowboys have got it, you know, five straight and the Cowboys lose. Just this <laughs> NFL, you you just can't call it ever. Uh, well, you're talking about that shutout for the Cowboys. Zero points they put up against those Indianapolis It's a big Colts. donut. Um, and uh, <laughs> what, a, what a disappointing middle uh, that is for that donut. The Colts, 23. We mentioned Andrew Luck. Talk to me about how good those Colts are. We, we actually said it on this podcast, and I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd hate to pick up the, the audio clip of it and prove it to you guys, but we said India at the bottom of AFC South, but mark my words, they're coming back, and they've done it. They're I'll, now second, eight and six. 100%. I'd also like to pick up the audio clip in the uh, week one when we done our season predictions, and Tom said Colts had the worst roster, and he, he picked them for the first first draft picks. And now they're eight and six, but let's move on. He doesn't like that. <laughs> but no, we talk about Andrew Luck and this Colts offense, and, um, you know, if you're shutting out the Col- uh, the Cowboys, let's give some praise to that Colts defense. I'm, you know, I'm loving it. And that's what we want with teams. We, like we said with the Bears, you want to be good all over. But this, you know, a few weeks ago, we spoke about Leighton Van Der Esch of, of the Cowboys, this new young linebacker that's come into f- uh, to the league. And he's brilliant and I love him. I'm very high on him. But another name we mentioned earlier was Darius Leonard. Wow. He is incredible. He is all over. And at halftime, he's got eight tackles. Van Der Esch, has got two. I'm not comparing them because, you know, games, everyone can have a Dan game. But he's everywhere. He's, he's, he's like a shoe-in for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He, um, he leads uh, the Colts in tackles, 146, which is a franchise rookie record. And they drafted up. I, I, I spoke about it uh, quite some time ago on this pod. They, they moved up aggressively. Um, they got... Darius Leonard, or they, so they, 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 they picked him quite early. Everyone said, oh, it's a massive reach. I'm sorry, they didn't move up for him, but it was a massive reach. And everyone's like, oh, he's a fourth round player. He's a, he's a second, third day pick. And uh, they went for him in the second round. Well, he's looking at a top 10 pick. He's been unbelievable. This is a minerals. man for the future. I'm loving it. Uh, 11 tackles on, on the day. It's just incredible. And, you know, they've shut the Cowboys out. It's uh, The last time the Cowboys were shut out was... Uh, 2003. Yeah, to 12-0 12, 12 to the Pats. So... That, that defense looks very, very good. And they're, they're hitting it on offense, you know. Uh, Andrew Luck and the Colts are rolling. And I loved it. You know, I, I, my favorite kind of thing is something that I would do. You know, like to wind, not wind up players, but it's just a great thing. So Leighton Van Der Esch, when he normally makes a tackle, he does like a wolf howl. Yeah. And when Darius Leonard, uh, he, it was, uh, I think it was after the, did you see, blocked the field goal. It was after something and he'd done the wolf howl and they were playing the Cowboys. And I, I loved that. You've got to love a little bit of that sort of uh, banter on the pitch as well. But what happens to the Cowboys now, Charlie? That's the question people want to know. You've got Zeke there. You've got Amari Cooper there uh, and Dak Prescott. We know how good they are, but they haven't managed uh, to to keep that keep it rolling. I mean, other than Amari Cooper, the 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 biggest sort of trade that because we talked about that trade, uh, Eli Apple went to the, the Saints and he's produced the goods. Cooper has as well, but they just haven't quite. I don't know. That was the first time you really thought, oh, the Cowboys might not, it might not be clicking. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 to not get any points on the board is a massive loss f- for their pride going into their next game. 
And and I think it comes back to I'm not saying oh we said this we said that but we said earlier what why 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 were the Falcons no good this this gap and I said well because it eats, a lot of teams are on an even kill and then injuries will show so the Cowboys go and beat the Saints who looked incredible on offense they're the team most people Super Bowl pick the mm. Cowboys shut them out defensively great they beat them so wow all right are the Cowboys up there they win five straight they take the NFC East. Then the Cowboys go and lose to the Colts, and they get shut out. So where are the Colts? Like, that's what I mean. Everyone beats everyone. You can't write because you go, oh, Cowboys in town. They've won five, blah, blah, blah. The Colts, they're good this year, but they might just be sat in the playoffs. Well, maybe they're going to get in the playoffs. I mean, you, you just can never call it. And that is, the, to that's the annoyance of the fans, it's the brilliance of the league. It's the beauty of the league. I 100% agree with you on that one. Uh, Charlie, uh, th- th- so many other little games that were, go- were going on. I want to say little. I don't mean any disrespect to them. The Ravens getting that win against uh, home to the Bucks. Uh Pittsburgh versus the New England Patriots. Talk to me about that. 17 to the Steelers, 10 to the New England uh, Patriots. What happened there? What's happened to this Brady offense now in the, in the season? It should be clicking. It doesn't look like it's clicking. Yeah, great game. It was a Sunday night uh half nine game for us and and it's such a good game i love watching the steelers these pats and you know they're not in the same division but where they've won the division we get treated to it every year and i i watched it with a good friend of mine and he uh he um it, it was the game that introduced him to the nfl last year i've been bugging him to watch the nfl and he watched it and remember the the jesse james catch no catch and then yes. the, the pats win it in the last minute he's like oh it's incredible i'm like oh you've been lucky because you know you might not always watch a game like this and then it was this sunday and we watched it again it was another great game but uh this time the steelers win we heard about they lost five to the pats and it was just a brilliant game but the steelers you know uh they after three defeats, they managed to beat their nemesis, the Pats, and now the Pats have lost twice. and And the Pats have a very good record against the Steelers. Brady is eleven and two against the Steelers, but this time the Steelers come out on top. and uh, I, I don't know what this means for the Pats. And there's a lot of you know. Sometimes we can't read into too many stats, and mm. I know I, I do love a stat, and I, sometimes the, the, I think the world revolves around them. But the Patriots have never won the Super Bowl when they haven't had that first uh, week by, and they currently don't have that first week by. So what does this mean? Are the Patriots being found out? Uh, that would be the first time in nine seasons that they haven't Ooh. got that, uh, that, that straight away, the, the, the bye week. Um, it, it, it is very... I, I, do you know what? I had a thought while you were talking there, uh, Charlie, and I was thinking, this is, I'd say, the most unpredictable year that I think I've watched the NFL in terms of I did not expect the Niners to beat the Seahawks they beat the Seahawks. And I'm like, well, that's not happened in like nine attempts. So yeah. how is this? How is this possible? You look at some games, you're like the Redskins, depleted team. Uh, they've got Johnson as their quarterback, hasn't played in the NFL for a couple of seasons. And then they get a win against the Jags. I'm not saying the Jags were supposed to win, but it's just, you You would look at stats sometimes and think, well, obviously it's going to go that way. Um, we even talked about it in the Boomer Bust, which we're going to next. You were like, the Oakland Raiders will beat the Bengals because they look on form. And then they can't turn up the Bengals. They do not look on form. So I think it's anyone's division. So I think this is why... Massively, the Raiders team that just beat the Steelers, who beat the Pats, and then lose to the Bengals, who haven't won in weeks who have lost five on the spin. So how does that work? You can never get this in another sport. You can't, you could almost bet, and like our football, soccer, you go, oh, Man City are playing Burnley. You go, well, Man City are going to win that 7-0. It's like, no disrespect to Burnley, but 
you, you can kind of 99% that's the way you yeah. know they're definitely going to win you can't really there's no such thing as a banker in the NFL really on case sometimes there is you know certain teams are at home and they're playing against a really weakened roster you, Packers, you kind of know Cardinals I put money on that I put money exactly. on that well Packers are awful mate but I uh, know but uh, you're still you're looking at the Cardinals and go well yeah. they're even worse though aren't they you look at them and go well they're bad they're having a bad season they're even worse in the season so actually that was the worst game to actually put money on no you exactly and you, so there's no such thing and it's, it's it's very difficult sometimes i see these big odds i'm like all right that team should win but i mean yeah it's, it doesn't all it doesn't work like that does it hey life's boom or bust so is the nfl at times charlie we do this every single week we put down our boom or bust now last week charlie, oh i just wanted to tell you something i'm so oh, sorry please, no, about no. the steelers and pats don't I, tell I, I me tell down. them yeah tell, them tell everyone hey this you is a, Hey this you. is a really interesting fact, but I think that you're going to love it. I know I've gone a bit mad on stats today. So, the highest percentage of off-target passes throws, meaning that the, this is excluding throwaways when it's actually a pass has been attempted and it's missed. Here are the top three quarterbacks. You're going to love this. Dum, dum, dum. In at one. Number one, Josh Allen. For the Bills, 22.9% of throws off-target. In two. Sam Darnold, New York Jets, 21.1%. In at three. You won't believe it, but it's the big guy, Tom Brady, 20.1%. Third, missed throws. Listen up, Pats. It's Mm. bad news. Um, That's really an Mm. interesting uh, thing. It is an interesting stat, yeah. The big guy. Five Super Bowls. So, who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Uh, The GOAT. Good smile there, Charlie, uh, on that one. Uh, and uh, finally, for all of those you were trying to think, who was that quarterback that the Green Bay Packers traded to the Seahawks that then Russell Wilson uh, beat out for the starting job? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Oh, the good guy. The good Matt man. Matt Flynn. In like Flynn. Yeah. After the Seahawks went to the Raiders, then went to the Buffalo Bills, then went to the Green Bay Packers again, then the New England Patriots and the Jets and then the Saints. And that was all in 2015. He stopped now, probably retired with a lot of dash. Um, but anyway, listen, Charlie, we move on to our boom or bust. Last week, I said, and I went bold, I said the Giants would beat the Titans. That was incorrect. Oh, by the way, if you don't know what boom or bust is, I make a prediction uh, for the boom and I also make a prediction for a bust. Um, and then Charlie does exactly the same and then we compare scores and then we've never kept the tally. But it's just a bit of fun, guys. So, uh, Giants win versus the Titans. That did not happen. The Tennessee Titans are now three wins back to back. They've got the same record as the Colts, third in the FC South. I also said this one, Cardinals have been terrible in offense. Their, the, the total score against the Falcons would be over 40 points. It was 40-14, 54 points. Boom, I'm one of two. Charlie, what says you? Uh, I'm also one of two. I said that the Raiders would keep that winning momentum, beat the Bengals. They lost. Raider Nation. But I did say the Steelers would beat those Pats, and they did. So one for two. It is a tie this week rather than a draw, Okay, friend. Charlie. Well, then you'll be my bust this week. It better be good because uh, you're hoping to make it two of two. Boom! Those Eagles keep flying high and they beat the Texans. That wins gave massive momentum. Those Eagles are going to beat them Texans. Wow. Yeah. All right. I like it. And my bust is that the Vikings, (laughs) just after firing offensive coordinator John uh, DiFilippo, you know, then... The, the new guy steps up. Uh, forgive me, I've forgotten his name. Kevin something. They they looked more explosive this weekend, but they lose to the Lions, division rival. The Vikings lose at the Lions. The Vikings lose at Detroit. 
So Patricia keeps his job, as you're sort of saying. He's that. keeping his job anyway. He's keeping his job anyway. Okay, fair enough. Uh, mine this week, Charlie, you talked about, and I think we have done on this podcast, Bears have been incredible. However, I'm a believer in my team. I'm a believer. And in that hot stadium, which is too hot apparently, and you definitely need sunscreen uh, on one side of the stadium, the 49ers hold the Bears. How about them apples? When you say hold, what do you mean? I don't Penalty know. Penalty call? Uh, I think they hold them a lot. Hug them? Uh, the most penalties we've ever had. We can't what stop killing them. What is this prediction? Mac. I'm saying the 49ers beat the Bears. Beat, right. At the Levi Stadium. Beat to them to <coughs> the ball. They beat them to the ball when it flies off and then <laughs> they run over the ball boy. Who uh, knows? The 49ers. They, we just they, said anything happens, my friend. And that is why I believe in that. However, this one's big. Uh, the Cowboys, they're at home to the Bucks. Uh, they got a shutout. But guess what? Charlie, Dak Prescott. People are hating on him. Well, I can understand why at times. But other than that, Charlie, I think he's back to his sort of best. Uh, two passing touchdowns. And guess what, Charlie? I reckon he's going to run in a touchdown as well. Boom. What do you Ooh, say to that? Rushing touchdown. Yeah. So um, Dak nice. Prescott is back uh, back winning. Uh, two touchdowns thrown and one running touchdown himself. That's a tough bet to get right. But I've just, I just feel confident. Two of two. I don't know. Um, Charlie, uh, week 16, um, it's where it is beginning to hot up in terms of who's going to make it to the playoffs. Um, games that we have to talk about, there can only be really one that we like the look of, and that is that Steelers versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, why is that the game to, to look at, Charlie? Massive. Uh, AFC giant, NFC giant. Um, both coming off wins, uh, both looking to clinch their, um, the Saints won their division, but both looking to go up the, the seeding rankings and could be a few future Super Bowl matchup. Who knows? So we're, we're seeing it a little early, but, but great game. There's lots of other games. Uh, do, do you think the, the, the Saints are going to struggle a little bit? Because offensively, they, they've kind of struggled to, to get it going, whereas Steelers have been up and down. I think, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, something tells me about that one. Well, it's at the Saints, so, you know, it's... In the NFL, I always like to back with the home team. I think mm. home advantage is massive uh, in the NFL. And as we know, the Steelers struggle on the road. Big Ben, uh, which there Big Ben, go. ding dong. And Saints time. can't be this poor as they have for the last three weeks, even though they've won. But um, I, I think that ends sooner rather than later. Okay, and but I, I do like it. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, in terms of other games, that one on uh, Sky is going to be great. The Tennessee Titans versus the Redskins. Whoa. A 9.30 game. Whoa. That's going to be juicy, isn't it? Uh, will they score any points? Will it be a low scoring? I don't know. But one of those teams has to win. And I think the Tennessee Titans are, are going to keep on trucking and win four. So that puts pressure on the Colts uh, to get another result. Well, listen, Charlie, uh, we have come to the end of our what? Sweet 16. I oh, know, mate. It's happened. No. No interviews. What else is we haven't there? even done Hero of the Week. PUP, you're a shameful host, mate. Disgraceful. I'll do it for you, all the people listening at home. So my Hero of the Week this week, as Tom didn't even ask me, he's just trying to wrap this up, is the Brands fans. Go you Brands fans, mate. Go the big dogs. I'm going to tell you why. All right. They went season 0-16. Then, and then and one and 15. It's bad times if you're Brands fans. I'm mm. feeling it as a Packer fan, so I can't imagine what the Brands fans were going through. They have four wins in the last five weeks. Previously, it took them 164 weeks to get four wins. Wow. And they're still with their team. I love the passion. I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm. And they've got a few wins lately, and they've got a real small chance of the playoffs, and they're going mad for it. They really... F- and, and I'm all in. I'm, I've bought completely in, and I hope they get there. And last week, they won, and all the uh, their division rivals lost the week, the week previous to this weekend. And I just love it. And they have found their face of the franchise. They've finally found the QB that they have searched decades for they in have. Baker Mayfield. He is my friend. I love everything about him. I love the confidence. 
I love the arrogance. What? I love the competitiveness. Even not I love hugging the Hugh Jackson. I love it all. I want. I want to get it all. Do you know why? Because he's going to take the team on his back, and that's what they need. We're not to be Mr. Randy anymore. We're not small fry. We're not here to make up the numbers. We are here to win. Yards per attempt since week nine. One, Mahomes, 8.73 yards. Two, Mayfield, out of all quarterbacks, 8.66. Three, oh yeah, my friend, Nick Mullins, 8.64. But I just love the swagger, the confidence. Some of the plays in that against that Denver team, the touchdown was incredible. But have you seen <laughs> on YouTube, watch this and watch this alone. Some of Baker's fakes when he fakes the balls. It's, it, it's, it's unreal, even when it's in slow-mo. I haven't. I'm going to check this out. Oh. That's, this is why the Browns, Hero of the Week, and then Baker Mayfield's getting a shout-out from I them. just love it. I, I, I'm all in, feeling dangerous. I love what they say, the swagger, the confidence. This is a team that's still at the playoff race, and they're, they're not acting like it because the champions should have a champions, uh, championship mindset, and that's what they may have in this building. Championship John mentality. Done wonders. Championship mentality is great. Uh, Charlie. If you're going to throw out a hero, I'm going to say... No, mate. Now time's up. Come to the end of the show. So that's what you told me. Well, I thought we would... Because we didn't do it it, Mate, I'm not like you. I'm a kind man. Go for it. Can I just make an apology to everybody listening to the podcast? I'm sorry. Uh, We do look forward to the hero of the week. Um, I'd like to just shout out the the Panthers D. I know that they, they held... Wait for it. They held the Saints to only 12 points. We know how potentially good they can be. And we've seen it earlier in the seasons. But... It was the fact that they got that two-point conversion off a pick uh, from Drew Brees, ran it back. There have only been seven defensive uh, two-point conversions since the NFL changed the rule in 2015. Uh, Five off-blocked extra point attempts uh, for kicking and two interception returns. So well done uh, to that main man. Boom! There you go. Uh, I won't uh, put you on the PUP for for getting. For getting. Uh, Perfect. There you go. But Browns and Bengals this week, a great division game. Yeah, that is going to be juicy because then, then really it's saying who's going to go to seven uh, and obviously put pressure on them Ravens. Um, just before we go then, do you think that Jackson will now play any better than he, he has or will he just go, I've got the starting quarterback position? I'm just It's just a cheeky question to fire out at the end because we said at the beginning of the show, Joe Flacco has now said, no, you will not be our starting quarterback next year. Uh, Lamar Jackson will take that position. Does it, will he walk with more swagger or will he have more confidence knowing the organisation say, you're our guy? I think it's both. I think he walks with more swagger and more confidence and there's added pressure because now he is the guy so he has to deliver because we are all in on you now. But I think the 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 young guy and the confident guy seems to think he takes it in his stride. But uh, whether you're starting officially or you're stepping in for someone who's injured, you have, you're carrying that franchise in that position anyway. So it doesn't really change his routine or, or how he goes about his business and how they've got a you know, call the plays and win those games. It's just but on um, to the next game and that's going to be the charges and uh, get that W. Exactly. And, that fr- and we're talking the salary cap, that frees the fl- uh, that frees those Ravens up because Flacco's uh, wage cap is off. So mm. maybe they're, they're, they'll be more aggressive in free agency this year. And a little tip for everybody. Uh, I see Crabtree not re-signing with the Ravens. I can't see that. No, not pr- no Boom. production. Boom no production. Uh, and, and obviously a bit of salary cap there. Well, Charlie... That brings us to the end. Um, I'd like to end with a positive message. Uh, I feel like we're the franchise chips of this uh, podcast. Uh, we, we are both chips. Yeah, we are <laughs> well, don't give it all away. We're two blue chips. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us uh, for another week of Ice the Kicker podcast. Um, and listen, seven days time, we'll probably be back at some point. So uh, keep, keep in check, check with us. Keep, uh, contact us. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I'm out now. Mate, and also, what's the matter with today? Also, guys, you know, for the listeners out there, we just started this year. We started in August and now uh, 
no one was on the journey. A few more of you are on this journey with us. We're thankful for you if you, uh, you listen, you subscribe, you follow, you've ever sent us a question. So from me and Tom, have a Merry Christmas and here's to uh, even better 2019. Couldn't have said it better myself and, and quite frankly, I couldn't. Uh, see you soon. Bye from me. Bye from me.